Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited to have a very special guest here today. We've had some really great conversations. He is someone who, when you have, when I talk about conversations, which I do a lot, he gets it. His name is Jason Black. He is a wealth coach, international speaker, and leadership consultant, and he has more than 11 years of CEO experience, has turned around numerous failing companies, and provides transformational coaching to key influencers across the globe. Jason also provides breakthrough consulting to startup, middle market, and Fortune 100 companies worldwide. He is the oldest of eight. He was a leader from a young age, and he was a National Merit Scholar, varsity letterman, leader in the student council, and recipient of a full scholarship to Wabash College. He holds a BA in vocal performance and theater from San Jose University and is a Securities and Exchange Commission and Financial Industry Regulatory Authority licensed financial advisor. He's happily married with six children, so he is always busy, and everything in his life is always fun and joy-filled. And you can find more about him at jasonblackconsulting.com. So go there, check him out, see what he's up to, and connect with him across all social media. Those links you'll find, as always, in the show notes. Jason, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Mario. Thank you. It's great to have you. I mean, your background is so interesting and impactful and diverse. And like the some of the things, I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you tell your story because it's been featured on major media. You've you know performed all over with with your with singing. But aside from that, I mean, what you have gone through and what you've overcome is incredible. And I just would love to hear you tell the story. Well, I mean, obviously, everyone listening has their own struggles, challenges, and just adversarial relationships that they've got to work through and deal with. So I'm, I am deeply aware of the fact that my story isn't bigger, better, harder, or more dramatic than many listening. It's just my story. Right. And so a lot of people look at my story and think that could never, that could never be me. And so I want to make sure that whether or not they're hearing it from a place of comparison where they feel like they have nothing that can even hold a candle to what I've been through or whether or not they're looking at it and saying, yeah, I get it. And I've been through that times 10. I think everyone just needs to recognize that our own story, you know, at the risk of sounding overly Christian in revelations 12, 11, which is one of the scriptures that really inspires how I live my life. It says they overcame him, meaning Satan, 
by the blood of the lamb. And everybody loves that part. And yay, Jesus wins. But by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So every one of us has been given a testimony to influence others. And thankfully, God's allowed me to share on five continents at this point, be a C-suite coach, you know, do consulting for Fortune 100 companies. None of that would have happened without his sovereignty taking care of me through what are, by all, all arguments, certain death instances. So I assume those are some of the things that you were talking about are these times where it's been covered on ABC, CBS, TLC, Discovery Channel, LA Times, Inside Edition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the stories, I think, have been the key to opening up connecting with people. And instead of talking at them, being able to talk to them from a place of empathy, compassion, and shared experience through pain. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, nobody, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care, right? I'm, I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times. But I've found that to be very much um, what has shaped what's allowed me to have greater influence is the fact that I've been through some really horrific things and yet God has seen me through those and I'm able to look at others in more of a sympathetic light. So that's really long-winded. I'll try and be shorter with the actual stories. The, the irony of my life is some of the things that I was certain of ended up going completely 180 degrees from the original plan. And then as life has played out in so many of those circumstances, it's actually come full circle back to where it began. So originally I was, because my parents raised eight children, same, same mother and father, no divorce, just they all actually had eight kids. And I know the first question is always, oh, so you're Catholic. No, we're not Catholic. Oh, Mormon? No, we're, we're not Mormon either. My parents just had eight kids. So that is not an inexpensive event. And it is, uh, it's a heavy weight for anybody to bear, much less there was a micro depression in the area that my family just moved to in Colorado Springs in the late 80s. And that my dad lost his job and you know he tried several other jobs in the interim you know tried to be a life insurance salesman tried to, you know, did a lot of different things to just try and make a living and ended up having to leave the keys on the counter and drive with his entire you know, just with a little note that said hey we can't pay for this house here it is you you can have it back we can't do anything about it and literally drove away to the closest job he could find, which was in California. So halfway across the country with all of his kids in a Dodge van, a silver Dodge van, which uh, the G had fallen off. So it was actually a dode. And he drug us to California to try and, you know, be able to support us. At that point, I decided I'm never going to be broke. And so I made it my life mission to make money, to know how money works, to be successful to be a business entrepreneur, that was my plan. I read, you know, Trump's art of the deal, what color's your parachute, who moved my cheese, how to dress for success, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm, I'm 10 at this point. At, at 11, I had a portfolio that made money. I mean, that's the, that's the benefit of a singular focus, right? Um, that was the plan. I was going to be on Wall Street. I was going to make a lot of money. That was going to be my end, end game. I was going to retire by, you know, 30s. Life was going to be great. I was going to move on. And then as so many stories begin and some end, uh, there was this girl. So then I was an opera singer. Yeah. Welcome to a 180 degree turn, right? Say, how did that happen? <laughs> aside, from the, aside from the fact that you obviously had talent in the musical arts. Well, you know, I'd been singing since I was very young. I sang in my dad's church. I performed at the Air Force Academy at 10 years old. You know, I, I already had an affinity and a capability with music. I'm also, um, languages are, are easy for me. I have a facility with them. So I spoke German at five. I spoke Spanish fluently at six and seven. So languages just come easy to me. If you combine, I'm the eldest of eight, so I'm going to be her. I have no problem with attention. I like languages so I can work pretty easily in multiple languages. I'm good on stage and I can sing. That's an opera singer, Mario. So, um, you know, I was blessed to be performing internationally, professionally before I even graduated studying that. I just returned from Germany where I'd done three shows there. I was doing a show in Livermore in the Bay Area, coming back into San Jose where I was both studying at San Jose State and a resident artist with Opera San Jose. And in between Livermore and San Jose is a long, windy freeway called 680. And that one is unfortunately also very poorly lit. So in the middle of the night, I'm, let's just say, doing college speed. And somebody decided they would leave their Dodge Ram truck parked in the fast lane with no lights on in the dark. So I found it. I swerved left to try and avoid uh, hitting the car, but there were people still standing in the island. I didn't really feel like killing anybody that night, so I swerved back right, which left my girlfriend and the front bumper of the car pristine, but it left the full impact of the Dodge Ram truck, my engine and my lap all fighting for the same spot. So it collapsed my femur into itself like a telescope. It broke every bone in my left leg. My left arm, it gave me, uh, it took 20 minutes with the Jaws of Life just to cut me out. They actually had to, I, I didn't even know you could do this, but they actually had to operate on me standing up to rebuild my left leg long enough that I wouldn't be lopsided for the rest of my life. So, I mean, that was the substantial physical damage that was done, but that paled in comparison to the mental and the, the just the trauma to my brain was so significant that, I mean, it reduced me to the mental capacity of a two-year-old. My, uh, I had a Bronx accent out of the blue. I mean, just, I had the accompanying sarcastic um, approach that went with that. Every filter that I had, and I was already an operatic tenor. I didn't have all that many filters in the first place, Mario. But every filter I did have was removed. So literally anything I thought leapt instantly from my lips, no matter how inappropriate. 
No, Mario, you're a young man, so I know it's not quite as far in your rear view as it is for me, but you remember your thoughts as you were in your college years. Were those were those perhaps better filtered than not? Oh, yeah, and I was a chef at the time. So when you're in a kitchen with, like, primarily men there were a few women that we worked with but primarily men right all together 16 hours a day six days a week yeah things yeah you get thoughts and ideas yeah now imagine every single one of those comes out with zero pause Uh yeah and these are the people that are already struggling to keep you alive that that would tax the patience of any saint so to that point my girlfriend came to visit me about three days since I was still in the critical care unit three days later. And she finally came out of shock enough to realize, oh, wow, he's not here still. Came to meet me and um, much to her chagrin, had to be reintroduced to me. Uh, as did all of my siblings, literally every time I came to. So I would actually, I mean, I've already described the damage done to my left leg obviously not exactly a fully functional leg and yet my pride was fully functional at that point and so i decided i wanted to go home i I didn't like this anymore i pretty much felt like this was a waste of my time i'm going home obviously that wasn't gonna work very well so every time i stood i immediately crumpled to the floor in pain on this destroyed left leg i mean literally have a femur that is all titanium right now i mean that's the extent of the rebuild the bionic man yeah it's, i've got plenty of metal um but you know i would crumple to the ground in pain the problem is they put me back in my bed i'd come to again and i'd just start doing it again i'd try and escape again so i'm probably one of the only people you'll meet who in critical care and the care afterward actually had to be locked in his bed for my own safety. So they actually put something called a bail bed all around my medical bed, which is where they zip you inside from the outside. You can't unzip yourself. It's this big cage built around your bed where you're, it's inescapable. Now, sadly, I wasn't able to escape myself even inside that confinement. I wanted, for example, to get the cast on my left arm taken off. I begged, I cajoled, I screamed, I bartered. I did whatever I could. I pled to get this stupid cast off because I'm fine. Right, Mario? I'm just fine. I got to go. And uh, they declined, which I found inexcusable. So I decided that I was going to just, I'll just take this cast off myself. And so I took the left arm cast and I just rammed it against the metal bar inside my bed repeatedly until I not only broke the cast, but I, I'm i probably the only moron you'll meet who broke the metal plate inside my arm that was holding the broken pieces together. So this is what happens when you have action without vision, mm-hmm. right? And so this is something that in retrospect, I can see, obviously, if there were a a better balance between vision and action, uh, it likely would have been a a much faster path towards success. Is that a a fair statement? 
Yeah, but at that point, too, you weren't really in your right faculties, right? Altogether, no. Being able yeah. to make coherent decisions. So the closest... So, I mean, you can cut yourself some slack in that regard, <laughs> I would assume. Yeah, but, I mean, this is also a very good metaphor that if anybody stops for 10 seconds and applies it to what what's holding them back in their own life right now, yeah, I think there's a pretty quick matchup with something any of us are struggling with right now, yeah. right? One, one story I told you before we got on the line was I hear this from a lot of people that I have conversations with, especially in the entrepreneurial world, especially people who are just getting started. They think they have this vision, but they have this real specificity of what they want. Yeah. And they will literally, well, metaphorically, bang their head up against the brick wall <laughs> trying to get this exact thing yeah. when if they would just pivot to the right three or four steps, they could walk right around it. Exactly. It may not look exactly what they expected, but most of the time, in fact, all of the times that I've heard, it ends up being better than they expected. But you have to let go of what you think needs to happen right here and right now in order to kind of let God take over. Ah, uh, see, well, there's there's the key pivot piece, isn't it? I mean, if if I'm in charge of my own life, which is really what I'm trained into. I mean, I'm as the eldest. I feel like I've already raised a whole batch of kids, right? Um, both of my parents have their doctoral degrees. My dad has his juris doctorate. My mother has her doctorate. Like my sister has her doctoral degree. My other brother has his. Juris doctorate. My, I actually have two brothers who, who got juris doctorates. Like, I'm so I'm the underachiever here with only a bachelor's degree, but we've all been trained in independence, almost not almost to a fault. And so recognizing twofold: first, I'm truly not in charge of my own life, and if I am, then that's a rather limited life, isn't it? Second, I'm not alone and I don't have to walk it out alone. And that's a pretty critical piece for any of us. Once you recognize and truly start to walk in the fact that we're all called corporately to come together, that there's a strength, not just in unity, but in recognizing your own weaknesses so that the strengths of others can fill in those blanks. Right. And that you can be that same yin and yang relationship and bring the strengths that they're perhaps missing. Right. That's where the strength of any company, any family, any country really comes from. Right. So I, I try not to preach too much, but no, please. That's that's how I see it is. I, I think there are countless lessons that can very easily be taken from this story. So the you're right. I was not in my right mind. The closest approximation they could come to the damage was actually a stroke. So I went from the pride of life being one of the best in the world to being surrounded by octogenarians and a stroke patient home to be forgotten about like that. That was, uh, especially in the prideful stage of life I was in, that was, that was a body blow. Pardon the pun. So um, the fact that God saw fit to meet me at my weakest point, and, and to me that is that is the only reason A, I'm alive, but B, that I've been restored to the extent that I have, 
is because you know God says that his grace is sufficient and that in my weakness his strength is made perfect and so I to this day have to constantly remind myself I'm not in charge and that's actually a good thing I'm it's still something my heart doesn't always resonate with but my head knows it so that's that's where I was left was in this impossible place where I mean, it was essentially a, a mental prison where I had to find a way to convince the people in charge that I was mentally sound enough to be released. So to that point, let's stop here for a second. Yeah. And because uh, I want to we, we have the next episode because you promised to come back for round two. So I think this is a good it's to kind of leave people hanging to leave. The, I like to, I, I always, when I'm watching a show on TV or whatever that I DVR, I always get so mad because they put the commercials <laughs> right in the best parts. Thankfully, I don't like watch TV throughout the day. So this is usually right before I go to bed when I'm just trying to let my brain chill out for a minute sure. so I can fast forward through those pieces. But I'm going to do that to the listeners right here, right at this <laughs> critical point. It's the cliffhanger. We're going to stop. And we're going to come back and pick up tomorrow. I want to remind people, jasonblackconsulting.com is where they can go find you and everything you're up to. And also to connect with you across social media because all those links are in the show notes and uh, you'd love to hear from people. So I want to remind people to do that. Jason, thank you so much for everything you shared in this episode. I can't wait to come back in the next one and pick up where we left off. You know, it's, it's my honor. Thank you, Mario. And if you think this story has been crazy and impossible, it's a fraction it's a shadow of what we're about to talk about hey everyone i want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast it really means a lot to me conversations are what i thrive on it's something that i believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter to have conversations that connect us to create relationships with each other so the conversation that i have with the guests that are on the show the conversations that the guests and i create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.